Welcome to Spiritual Coach. I'm the host with the most repping the Holy Ghost, Brandon Tribble. I appreciate you stopping by. Now let's get to work on them spiritual muscles. Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Coach. Today we're talking about walking in spiritual gifts. I don't know about you, but whenever I first came across this in Scripture, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what any of those things meant, uh, spiritual gifts, and what each one meant and how to use it, and I didn't know if I had one and how to get it. But maybe today, after we go through this teaching, this study, uh, you will have more confidence in asking God to reveal to you what your spiritual gift is, and then you may be able to walk in it. What a blessing. Let me first address, some people will teach that these spiritual gifts have passed away. But, there is nothing in Scripture that suggests that. There is nothing in Scripture that says that these gifts have currently ceased. Now, some people may not see these. They may not even know that they have one. And they may not have one. Because they may not truly be saved. Nevertheless, God still uses these in various Christians all around the world to still accomplish the same things and intention that they were designed to do. So let's get into 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and we're going to discuss what the gifts are, and then we'll kind of break them down. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now let me stop right there. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of these things. He wants us to know what we got and how to use it. Verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So these gifts are for all of us to help benefit all of us. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, or as he sees fit. He's giving these different spiritual gifts to each one of us as he wants to. However, there is another place in Scripture that says, Desire the best gifts. And uh, even that he says that you may prophesy. Meaning that's, that's better than uh, speaking in tongues. So maybe we can pray for a specific gift and maybe God will answer that prayer. So that's a little something to think about. But we're going to break down these spiritual gifts and find out the function of each. And by explaining them, we may better further understand them and how 
they may apply to us in our lives. So let's talk about the first one mentioned, that's the word of wisdom. Now, this gift describes someone who can understand and speak forth biblical truth in such a way as to skillfully apply it to life situations. Much like the wisdom granted to Solomon, having the ability to discern without having experienced the circumstance beforehand. Also, the ability to give insight to others in their circumstances. So let's go to the Old Testament. Let's look at God giving Solomon a word of wisdom in this circumstance. 1 Kings 3, 16-28. Now, it's kind of lengthy but it's good. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. That was King Solomon. And one woman said, O oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No. But the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Now, let's stop right here and put yourself in that situation. What would you do? You know, stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And you, don't, you weren't there. You don't know who to believe. Both of them may even be sounding convincing. But, oh, thank you, Lord, that he knows all and he sees all. Continue in verse 23. And the king said, The one says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, O oh my Lord, give her the living child, and, no, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment which came which the king had rendered, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to ad administer justice. I love this. Even though it was in the Old Testament, you can see how God's wisdom is, is coming forth, a word of wisdom. Now, Solomon may have never been in a circumstance like that before, but yet God gave him the wisdom to figure it out. And God may give us, who have that word of wisdom, uh, a word to speak forth in a circumstance that we may face. And it may be similar, or it may be completely different. Who knows, but it's going to be God's wisdom coming forth. And if you have that spiritual gift, man, what a blessing. Nevertheless, a word of wisdom is 
just that, a word from God speaking wisdom into a circumstance. You may have never gone through it, you may have never studied about it or heard about it, but yet here is this wisdom. Now let's go to the next one. It's very similar, but a little different. The word of knowledge. Those with the gift of knowledge understand the deep things of God and the mysteries of his word without having prior learned it. Also the ability to give knowledge to people to help in their lives. The gifts of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge function together. Knowledge is raw material and wisdom builds on it. So that's kind of a little different. So the, the actual raw material is the knowledge itself and the wisdom is basically how to apply it. Now I, I believe that these two can work in tandem. These two gifts I believe you could possibly have together. Now let's talk about the faith. The gift of faith may be defined as the special gift whereby the Spirit provides Christians with extraordinary confidence in God's promises, power, and presence so that they can take heroic stands for the future of God's work in the church. The spiritual gift of faith is exhibited by one with a strong and unshakable confidence in God, His Word, and His promises. Now the Bible says that each one is given uh, a measure of faith, and I believe as the spiritual gift it's uh, an extraordinary amount of faith. So let's go to Matthew 8, 5-10. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come. And he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So we see that this man had extraordinary faith. I wonder if God had given him this ability. I wonder if God had given him this gift of having extraordinary faith. I believe he did. And I believe that he can give to each one a measure of faith as he wills. Nevertheless, uh, having this particular gift of faith can outdo many of other people's faith. Not because of the faith that is just in you, but because God has given you a special measure of faith, a gift of faith as it were, to accomplish certain tasks that may not necessarily be accomplished through other individuals. Now let's look at gifts of healings. The spiritual gift of healing is the supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God that miraculously brings healing and deliverance from disease or infirmity. So this is a special gift of you being able to lay hands on somebody and heal them of something. Now, obviously, it's always God's power in you. Nevertheless, sometimes God gives the specific gift of healing. Sometimes God will answer prayers of healing, but then there's also moments in time when God will use a specific person to touch somebody else, and through that touch, there is a healing that takes place. 
I don't know why God does it this way, but it's up to him and as he chooses. Now the next one is the working of miracles, and it's a little different than the gifts of healings. The gift of miracles, or the miraculous powers, is different from the gift of healing, which is listed separately in verse 9. Those in the early church who had the gift of miracles had the ability by the Spirit to do miraculous things of a different, more powerful kind. The casting out of demons, maybe, the striking of Elamus blind, and the raising of Tabitha from the dead are possible examples. Some in the early church, besides the apostles who had the gift of miracles, were Stephen and Philip. So let's look at a, a few verses here. Acts 6, 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. God might use you to perform some great miracle in the presence of others. And it's for the edification of all, so it's the building up. Nevertheless, there might be a specific wonder or sign, something, some kind of miracle that God does. You know, I think about a miracle of Jesus turning water into wine or... Uh, multiplying the, the loaves and the fish. You know, God might do something like that through you. Acts 8, 6-7 And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So there is you know, the, the connection of being healed in there as well, but it doesn't necessarily have to specifically be healing. It could be a number of things, like it mentioned uh, demons uh, coming out of people and then also uh, uh, other, other miracles like Jesus had did with the water and the wine, the bread and the fishes. But let's go look at Acts 8.39. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Now this caught, caught away, this catching away, is like a violent snatching. So snatching from there, not just Philip walking away, but like a, it's a teleportation, as it were. Now it doesn't say teleport, but you have to look into this caught away and understand what's happening. It's the same catching away that will take place when the rapture comes. I mean, it's a blink of an eye kind of a thing. So what a miracle that was. Can you imagine being the eunuch seeing Philip teleporting out of there? <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, what a miracle. Now, of course, that's God doing this, but nevertheless, what if God allowed Philip to do it at his will, at his own leisure? Now let's look at uh, the gift of prophecy. This is the ability to speak forth or declare the divine will to interpret the purposes of God or to make known in any way the truth of God which is designed to influence people. So prophecy can be just a general thing of just speaking what God says. If God told you to say it and you speak it, that can be prophecy. But prophecy can extend to speaking of future events as well. This is what's going to happen. And this definitely is something you wanna make sure God is specifically telling you to do because you don't want to get in the realm of, of false prophecy or being a false prophet, just speaking things you want to say that you're just guessing on or uh, something that you just imagine. But you want to make sure God is influencing you to say these things. Nevertheless, this is a, a gift that Paul tells us to desire. So this is one of the top dogs, as it were, prophecy. 
Oh God, help me to speak what you call me to say. It could be a word of wisdom. It could be a word of knowledge. It could be all these things. It could be something that somebody's going through and God says, hey, I see what you're dealing with. And then it opens that person's eyes to the truth and maybe they become Christians because of this word of prophecy. All right, let's look at the discerning of spirits. The God-given ability to distinguish between the truth of the word and the deceptive doctrines propagated by demons. Also, these believers may be able to tell if someone truly is demon-possessed or not. The discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to perceive the source of a spiritual manifestation and determine whether it is of God or of the devil, of man or of the world. It is not mind reading, psychic phenomena, or the ability to criticize and find fault. Alright? This discerning of spirits is God giving you the ability to know what's going on. Is that of God? Is that of the devil? Is that... What's, what is this? Is this just man? And that discernment is so crucial. Alright, let's look at uh, the different kinds of tongues as a gift. It involves the divine ability to speak in languages previously unknown to the speaker. The gift authenticates the message of the gospel and those who preached it as coming from God. So maybe you're in a situation and you're speaking with somebody, but yet there's a barrier. There's this language barrier. Oh, how frustrating that can be. This person speaking another language and you speak English or whatever. And you can't communicate the gospel to them. But God has given you a gift of different kinds of tongues. So you just supernaturally are able to have a conversation with them. Uh, I've heard of this person saying they were talking to somebody. They were in this place and they were speaking to them in their language. And they didn't even know it. They thought they were speaking English. And then all these other people of this different ethnicity were astonished and said, how do you know Vietnamese? It was actually a Vietnamese person. And, and they were like, I don't. I'm just talking in English. And they said, no, you were speaking to us in our language. And they didn't even know they had this gift. And see, that's the thing. Maybe you've experienced something similar. Maybe you wrote it off and said, oh, yeah, that was just a weird coincidence or you know, maybe God gave you this gift to use for him and his kingdom. And then the, the second connector that goes with this, the interpretation of tongues. To, to be able to interpret what somebody else hears from another language, all right? Or maybe a person who has that gift of tongues is that person can interpret what they're saying. So a person with the gift of interpreting tongues can understand what a tongue speaker was saying even though he did not know the language that was being spoken. The tongues interpreter would then communicate the message of the tongue speaker to everyone else so all could understand. So that's what it's for. The interpretation of tongues is to deliver a message. Maybe God gives a message to the person who can speak in different kinds of tongues. And then the interpreter of tongues can say what that person just said. But the tongues in and of itself is nothing. If you have uh, the ability or the gift to be able to speak in tongues, but nobody's there to interpret, then it's useless. And if there's nobody of that language to understand it, it's a useless thing. So it needs to be in conjunction with the interpretation of tongues. But everything is for a reason. Everything is for a purpose. And maybe you, you know what your gift is, and that's great, but maybe you don't. Maybe you want a specific gift, then you need to pray for it. 
God, reveal to me what it is you've placed inside me. And I believe anybody who has the Holy Spirit has a specific gift. And if you don't know what that is, you need to pray. You need to ask God, reveal it to me. Because He's the only one who can. Yes, there are resources out there and there are tests and things like that you can take. What is my gift? But I think the best method is just to go directly to the source, God Himself, and ask Him to reveal it to you and, and maybe even show you how it fully functions. Maybe show you through this in the Scripture where somebody may have used that specific gift. And then you may be able to apply it to the benefit of all and the benefit of the kingdom and in servitude of the king. I hope you got some good truth from this. If you didn't, please study the topic out further on your own. Look, Do some research. Maybe this is a stepping stone to get you excited about spiritual gifts. But thank you for tuning in. God bless you and stay tuned in the next one. See you later.